There are not many shrinking violets on this Sunday Times rich list, and you get the sense that the 58-year-old furniture tycoon enjoys every moment of the cut and thrust that has seen him bloody no end of noses in business and politics. They'd see me walk in, hear me talking, hear clock my accent, and reckon they had the beating of me right then. He explained to me, the first time we met, in his broad Lancashire register, with a twinkle in his eyes, he went on to inform me, that were always the moment I knew I had the beaten of them. This tendency of his opponents to underestimate him has frequently proven costly. The Scottish executive all but laughed him off as a crank when he began fomenting opposition to the developing sexual health bill. The executive claimed a pyrrhic victory when a DSH bill finally passed. But let's not kid ourselves. The legislation that finally made it onto the statute books was a very different creature to the draft initially proposed. Lemuel won on points, and it was only the devastating death of his wife that granted the politico some ill-deserved respite. People tell me I don't belong, Lemuel said to me a few days ago after Professor Now Blake made his widely reported and temperate remarks regarding Lemuel's intended largesse towards the university. It's not my place. I've been hearing that all my life. I've heard it in boardrooms, usually just before I took them over, but then I moved to Scotland. Any time I get involved in public issues, it's what does a furniture salesman know about science or about education? Stay out of it. Keep that shut. Well, I've never stayed out of it, and I bloody well not keeping it shut. That is why he has given me his permission to reveal something that is, for him, deeply personal, making it an act of immense bravery. I was invited to Glassford Hall a number of times during Lemuel's campaign against the DSH bill, this newspaper being a proud supporter of his opposition. It is a magnificent 18th-century pale, nestling amidst endless acres of Persia beauty, and it is difficult not to project its stature upon the individual who owns it and sought to help a cowed majority of concerned Scottish parents find their voice. A man of impermeable religious belief, Lemuel forged the powerful alliance of faiths, Christian, Islamic, Jewish, Hindu and Sikh, by demonstrating how the same fears and concerns were felt across each of their communities. Lemuel is interested in spirituality, whatever its stripe. He talks of witnessing faith healers achieve what conventional medicine could not, from Kansas to Kirkcaldy, and presenting fascinating accounts of his trips to the Philippines to watch the work of the remarkable psychic surgeons. He has seen these men remove shrapnel, diseased tissue, and even tumours by reaching their hands inside of patients without the aid of a scalpel and other than a little blood, without leaving any trace of an incision. Science is no explanation for what these men achieve, he told me in impassioned tones. They don't take any money for it. These are remarkable people. Why is their work not being researched? Lemuel's interest in the spiritual extends to what is often termed the paranormal, though he eschews that word with open anger. It's a word they use to scrunch it all up into a ball and chuck it in the corner. To him, the existence of unexplained forces 
and the question of what lies beyond this world are not issues to be dismissed. Physicists now say there are unseen dimensions and parallel universes only a molecule's widths away. But to me, they're just catching up with what some of us have always known. Man has been talking about the other side forever, hasn't he? About an unseen realm just beyond our own. It's long past time for the scientific and the spiritual to be reconciled. Lemuel's interest in the world of spiritualism was both established and documented before the death of his wife, Hilda, but inescapably, his devastating loss added a tremendous poignancy to his search for what lies beyond this state of consciousness. Childhood sweethearts, he and Hilda had been married for more than 30 years and were inseparably close. I always said I could never live without her, he told me, his eyes clouding with tears. I often...